Persona 4. I, so, I guess before we go into this, if you're planning on watching the rest of the Persona 4 videos um, unspoiled, stop listening to this and come back. This is me and Jeff talking about Persona 4 as two people that have played Persona 4. Yes, and I have not quite beaten the game yet, but I'm damn fucking close. You have technically beaten it, but you're going back yes. and getting the actual ending. Yes. Um, Was I right that it's just like, it's like, oh yeah, that's the shitty ending? Yes. Which even for a shitty ending was still really good. It's uh, the, the shitty endings for that franchise are still pretty good endings. So, um, guess gonna just say real quick as like a quick blurb of what we're doing here. Uh, if you don't, or if you're new to our podcast, the Wicked Awesome Cast, or uh, anything like that, I used to give uh, Persona Four updates on it until we started playing Persona Four with Alex. Um, and we kind of had to stop the Persona 4 update, so this is the first, like, tangential one. If anyone ever wanted to know the rest of my Persona 4 experience or the rest of just Persona 4 in the game, you'd have to actually, like, go back and re-listen to the podcast. If and you enjoyed me and, and Jeff sitting there being like, fucking Persona 4 is pretty fucking good. And just salivating? Yeah. yeah that more. Check out the Wicked Awesome Cast podcast. Persona! Uh, yeah. Ex- yeah. Um... So I'm going to be skipping ahead very far in the storyline well, to where like, I guess I'm to recap sure quickly, off. like at the, I, the part we left off at was kind of a little bit post Kanji, who um, let's let's explain Kanji finally, who is it's never totally clear if the guy is gay or not. But he spends his time like outrunning motorcycles and beating up bikers. So I don't care. It's he's just a badass. Kanji is the most amazing character because well they do. I'm pretty sure they do actually openly say that he's gay. They never, um, so if you go and actually play the game carefully, they never come out and full out say it. It's always kind of like, eh, which yeah, is kind of the fun the, of the kanji character because by the end it doesn't fucking matter, which is kind of the point they're making with him. It's the, he will murder you, but what if oh, yeah. he will murder you? Oh, no, he's a fantastic character. Yeah. Some of his more are, some of them like amazingly entertaining things are the amount. Pretty much any time someone's like, dude, you're not being very manly. Like, I'm manly as shit. I'll show you how manly I am. All right, well, then go talk to those girls. I'll totally do this. And then he, like, walks with the girls and, like, fucking passes out immediately. Well, um, that went exactly as planned. Yep, well, that went according to plan. And he absolutely is the person, like, I'll show you exactly how man- manly I am. I'm going to bum rush in and freak someone out by doing this. And then they uh, later wrote in um, during uh, the beauty pageant that Naoto and Chie and... Um, can we talk about how dumb that beauty pageant is for a second? Like, it just oh, feels kind of like, the hey, dumb it's happening. Hell. It's, one, that game does downtime really well, but on the other hand, it was just like, why the fuck is this even here? And then on the other side of it, it was, okay, Japan, don't ever stop being Japan. Um, But basically, Kanji uh, went up to Naoto, and Naoto is a very mannish girl, which is based on the fact that Naoto wishes that she was a man and then your entire like learning and understanding with her is teaching her to accept herself as the way she is and that becoming a man and becoming an adult won't solve her problems yeah um and kanji basically was like natural's like there's no way i'm doing a beauty pageant this isn't my deal and i'm never doing it in a thousand years and kanji's basically like just 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 do it she's like what excuse me she's like just do it i need to figure some shit out okay what are you getting at? Just do it, okay? Don't ask. Just go with it. Yeah. And it's a pretty funny moment. But Kanji's actually like the fourth dungeon. I Where I left off is right after... Rize, I think. Uh, it's probably after Rize. Um, yeah, I don't think, yeah, no. No one joins after Rize does. Yeah, she's the final party member. So what winds up happening is you're at home just enjoying your life and a letter comes in the mail that's basically like, don't save anyone else. And Fucking knock you, it off. I know what you're doing. Yeah. And th- I'm going to not jump to the second letter first because this is technically the first letter saying basically that. Yeah. And then a little bit of time goes by and you come home and you're having um, dinner with Nanako and uh, Dojima and... Basically, a second letter appears, and this time, Dojima is there, and he sees you read it, 
and it says, you know, don't save anyone else or I'm going to kill someone who you love. And Dojima reads over your shoulder is like, we're going to the police station and we're talking about this right now. So let's take a step back. And in a <laughs> game about supernatural murders, let's talk about the fact that Dojima basically totally figures everything out through normal ass police work. I don't know if he figures out everything because he doesn't buy the um, when he's told like, you know, it's it, people are going to the TV and killing each other on like this midnight channel thing. He doesn't really buy it at first, but every other detail of like, hey, this is the person who's going into the TV. He figures out who the person is. Yeah, like I, I'm saying, like it's the like supernatural shit aside because he can't do that because he's a cop. He still like figures it out. Where it's like, how the fuck did you get here, normal ass policeman? Yeah, and there's a couple of moments of like. You'll be interrogating someone in front of Dojima, and he'll just start providing information or connecting dots. Like, yeah. He's actually a really good cop. Yeah, that, that's the weirdest, like, that's the best part of the game of, like, you know who's fucking good at their job? Dojima. I mean, the, yeah. like, the, the weird dad guy who's, like, barely there. Yeah, it's because he's off being a motherfucking badass cop being like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I got this, bitches. Yep. It's honestly, it's one of the many things that, like, I will go harp on for hours and hours of how much I think that the writing this game is so phenomenal yeah and that's what atlas and, is known for yeah and that's one of the things thing. is it's one thing to have tension in like a horror movie where you know idiot teenagers they run up the stairs they hide behind the wall of saw blades when every when you do everything wrong and things go wrong it's expected when you do everything right and things still go wrong it's terrifying yeah there's always this kind of nice sense in that game you're one step behind if not to the killer yes and if you go back and re-listen to our stuff, the first time the game introduced um, Mitsuo, I think his name is, the yeah. dark-eyed kid, I was like, oh, I guess this kid is the antagonist from now on. I'm going to be chasing him on my adventures. And like, nope. I just thought like the game red-herringed me very effectively. No, kid's totally trying to take uh, credit for the murders and be cool. Yeah. Because he's and weird. They also, like, he's hidden throughout the plot, and you go, holy shit, that kid's been there in, like, the wings the entire time. It's totally believable. Like, they completely sold that story in every way. Yeah. Um. So, fa flashing forward to, Dojima says, we're going down to the police station right fucking now. And um, get here's in the van. where Dojima... Yeah, get in the van. This is where Dojima does the one pseudo, not very smart thing as a cop, which is he leaves Nanako at home. Um, but I mean, whatever, the game had to do something. One of us is kind um, of like, fuck Nanako, let her die, but... <laughs> oh, I love Nanako. I... Especially after that ending. There's no way not to like her. You didn't have a sister growing up. Like, my disdain for Nanako is, it's too, she's too well-written like a little sister. Oh, well, man, that's why she's endearing to me. Yes. And as you have pointed out, I do not have a sister. Yeah. You do. Um, so, they... So you wind up going to the police station, and Dojima's like, spit it out, all of it, do not fucking lie to me. And this starts going on, and then, um, I forget specifically what happens, but you wind up, I think um, Nanako starts appearing on the Midnight Channel on one of the TVs in the uh, yeah. police station. And uh, Dojima gets a phone call that basically says something along the lines of, Nanako is, has disappeared. And we have your daughter. Um, I forget how, but they start connecting the dots that the guy, there's a guy named Matarame and Matarame is the political, the politician from the very beginning of the game who was dating the woman who was having an affair. That he was having um, an affair or with. He was having an affair with a TV reporter or something. And he has a wife and both of them wound up dead before the game started. Um, um, one of them doesn't. One of them does. Uh, it, the, the first oh, victim yes, right. is the um, reporter lady. The wife is fine. Oh, yeah, you're right. She's off in the United States or something yeah, really far away. Yeah, she's off doing away. stuff. She's off being pissed. Yeah. So she's way the hell away. And what winds up happening is um, after he uh, became defamed as a politician... He wound up taking up a job in uh, Inaba. I almost called it Hinamazawa. Nope, Inaba. As a, uh, or the game, the town this game takes place in. Working as a uh, truck driver for his family's company. And you start connecting dots and basically wind up going, wait, that guy's totally it. This guy is, 
he's the one who's been kidnapping people. Makes sense, and, yeah. Yeah, it totally, it jives. The guy's got, and they start putting together, you know, this guy's got a truck. He could walk up to any person's house and people just expect him to be there. This dude has, this dude's got motive. This dude's got the ability. He's got the means. Let's track this fucker down. So what winds up happening is Dojima blasts off into the night in a car and chases chases after this guy, and you go after as well. And what winds up happening is Dojima actually crashes into the guy, um, into his truck, and uh, the truck or has a TV in the back of it, and the guy has a... Um, diary that has basically the names of most of your friends and their addresses and stuff. Yeah. And like the dates that they were kidnapped on is like, well, I think I know who's been kidnapping people. Um, and the TV he has in the back of his truck is like a giant flat screen TV. And he's very clearly dived through it. And you're like, all right, guess we're going in and kicking your ass. And what winds up happening, I keep using that phrase. I need to like, and then, um, so next, Dojima's rushed off to the hospital because he's been in a fucking car accident. And you and your friends basically start going into the TV after school, as you do. The game never has, you know, you must enter the dungeon and fight the person at this exact second. Um, but you go in, and you wind up finding the guy, and he's got Nanako essentially at knife point. And she's all like, please or it hurts you know help me etc things that you normally say when you're a nine-year-old kid who has been kidnapped by if a that wasn't crazy a terrible adult. character i wouldn't be in this circumstance <laughs> um but what winds up what he does is he's like i'm going to save this little girl and they're like what and he's like i've saved so many or i've saved so many people i'm gonna keep saving more people i save people and everyone's like, okay, this dude has a very deranged idea of what reality is. I saved them from life. Yeah, I save saves them in the jigsaw saw movie sense of the word. Yep. So he changes into his persona, and you get to kick his ass, because that's what you do. And his persona is a motherfucking hippie doing peace signs with the peace symbol... And ampersand love or heart symbol on yep. its chest. And it's like, wow, this guy's cognitive idea of what his world is like is so beyond fucked up, it's not even funny. As is the point of him. And so what you do is you kick his ass and then basically um, you go back into the regular world and every time you save someone from the, like, the opposite from the TV world afterward, they're extremely drained of energy. So Nanako needs to go to the hospital immediately. Dojima's already in the hospital and basically you go home by yourself and you play out the next couple of days. And I wound up max ranking Rize and getting to level nine with Naoto and level nine with the nurse. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to max out either of those. Um, so, at the you're out hanging out with your friends, and everyone's like, "Hey, we should totally get a gift for uh, Nanako for when she gets better." Or actually, no, I need a backup. There's more I need to explain. So all of a sudden, it starts getting really fucking foggy in Inaba. Yep, like really foggy, like and people all start getting sick. Yeah, and it's like a green hazy fog, and it's heavily inferred that the TV world is bleeding over into this one. So, you're still out with your friends. It's not terrible. Some people are getting scared. Some people are kind of doomsayer-ish. Some people don't fucking matter. Um, most don't, for that matter. Yeah, most people don't matter. So, what happens is you're out with your friends, like, we're going to get Nanako a get-well-soon gift. And you decide to get a, uh, I don't remember the Japanese word for it, because but they, they dropped, like, the one you had in the game broke. It's like a leg warmer machine for, um, cause they kneel at tables. Oh yeah. It it's basically thing, goes, it's like a it's blanket like, thing you put around a table and it warms up and yeah, shit. it's like a heated blanket kind They're of cool. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So you're like, yeah, we'll get a new one of those because I told Nanako I would, and our other one fucking screwed the pooch. To Junes. To Junes. <laughs> Every, Every day's, day's great, great at your Junes. Alex, eat your heart out. Because uh, you won't listen to this for a long time. At the very <laughs> least, you better not. Also, um, fast forward on the recap some. It's not really meant to be a Jeff recaps Persona 4. It's supposed to be us talking about it because I suspect you have some shit you want to talk about. And the best part for me is you still don't know shit because you haven't gotten the true ending yet. Uh, I know some stuff, but or we'll see. Um, Who's the actual bad guy? Adachi. No. Really? Huh. Adachi's the cop sidekick, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. There's someone more sinister than he. I'm guessing it's that guy's ex or that guy's ex-wife then, because that's the only character who has no closure. No, do you want me to spoil this one for you? It's fucking awesome. Not at not at all. I do not want that spoiler. Yeah, it's it it makes complete sense when it's revealed, but you're also like, holy shit. But um, so I guess back to what's happened. Um, the Basically, you go to the hospital, um, or, sorry, you get a phone call, and the doctor's like, Nanako is gasping for air, probably about to die, you should get here now. And you rush over to the hospital, and you're trying to be supportive of Nanako, and she fucking flatlines. Which, for me, was like, holy shit, this game just killed a nine-year-old. Kill the girl! Yeah. And, basically, everyone goes out into the hallway, and... Kanji and Yusuke. I didn't... Is it Yusuke or Yosuke? It's uh, Yosuke Broske? in this game. Because me and... Broske. Yeah. Um, both of them are... These are some really good, amazing dialogues for those two to shine. It actually made me regret a little bit treating uh, Yosuke as shittily as I did. <laughs> um, eh. There's some really good dialogue that happens in this section. And basically... You wind up finding out that Madarame has is also in the same hospital as you, and you rush up to his room. And here is where things get interesting. So, while well, Teddy stays behind with Nanako, that's not important immediately, but it will be later. Um, you get up there, and Madarame is trying to escape out the fucking window, and he fucking the his uh persona appears on the midnight channel while you're there and his persona is like i'm going to save as many people as i can i got and this i got this i'm just gonna keep saving people and there's no way the cops are gonna be able to actually pin this crime on me because huh, pushing people into the tv yeah like that's gonna hold um and basically yosuke is like guys this guy we just heard it straight for you know from the horse's mouth this dude is going to continue pushing people into TVs and there's nothing we can do about it. We are, unless we, unless we do something about this guy, the police aren't, I'm going to push him into the TV here. And now he'll have no way out. His persona will kill him. And if you, you're not okay with that, you can leave the room. And the dialogue that follows this is amazingly written and all of it's very believable. The emotions are run high. The characters, the voice acting, everything about this scene is perfect. And your other option is basically to tell everyone, no, I'm not okay with this. And there's a lot of lines of dialogue that happen here. And my very first playthrough, I was damn close to getting it correct. And here's where I'm going to be bleeding in, like, the what happened to Jeff this week. Yeah. Which is this week, Jeff was on a plane. So you got to play some Persona. So I was like, I'm going to play me some Persona, and this is going to last me the entire plane trip. Interesting and place I, to play Persona. Eh, I was between like two business people, fuck them. Um, and so I played the game. I had two and a half hours to kill. The game only lasted me an hour and a half before I got to this ending. was extremely confused. was like, what? I need there to be more game. And... um. And then I landed and messaged Charlie. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> so I was very close to getting ending C, I'm going to call it, my first time through. But I did not realize it because there is a very specific line of dialogue you have to follow. Yep. 
one of which is a repeated dialogue, which is what made me think I was just in a loop. It was one of those scenarios of like, I think we need to buy more time. What will that accomplish? Answer, or uh, we might discover something new. Well, what should we do? We need to buy more time. It was the fact that like you had to use the same line of dialogue twice, not next to each other, that I thought it was just going to run in a circle, and it doesn't. Um, and that's where I broke the correct uh, line of dialogue to get the ending. And the first time through, I say, or I did not kill Matarame. And what winds up happening is Matarame lives. The police do uh, pin the murders on him. Nanako winds up getting revived and not dying. And basically, it, the game flash forwards like three months and is like, none of you and your friends talk that much after that day. Um, the fog disappeared a little bit. And it ends with a speech from Dojima. Um, and I don't remember it perfectly and it's really well written. That was basically, it was, you know, thank you for being here and, you know, thank you for putting your faith in others and faith in the police and all this other stuff. So I'm on a plane staring at my screen going, no, you can't be over. It's not. It's so not. So, so I loaded up my save file because the game before that is like, yo, fucking save right now yeah. the game literally like grabs your head and like pulls you over like no save so i load up my save and this time i kill Matarame. this time nanako does not revive she is perma dead and this one i was kind of jumping through the dialogue so i didn't listen to it in full i'm gonna have to go back and revisit it because the speech was this speech was something along the lines of like when you know someone's going to get away and the only way that justice is going to be served is by proximity. Isn't it within the powers of those who are near to do the best that they can at the time? Like, damn, Dojima, that's fucking heavy. Translation, go punish her on that criminal's ass. Yeah, and then you get the same ending of fast-forwarding, and that is when I, like, scratched my head. It was like, okay, I've only got, like, a half hour left on this flight. I'm just going to listen to some music and try and get some sleep because you've heard my jackass go on and on about the valentine's day event well i mean that in the internet like yeah so at that point i was like i oh sure all right game um and i immediately i landed the or the plane landed and i was like charlie what the fuck and charlie basically answers some along the lines of oh i think you got one of the bad endings which that said both endings are like heart-wrenching and, <laughs> and really they're well still written. the bad ending and there's still the bad ending. So I had somewhat ruined for me a long way back that when I was looking up pers or different S-links, the game was basically like, I looked up a Dachi and I actually put this kind of on the wiki as kind of a for shame moment because the wiki basically is like, a Dachi is a la lafadaisical lazy, um, lazy cop who is the antagonist in the game. Like, whoa, dude the fuck don't but put that in the opening sense well i'll get to that when i get to that um so where i'm at right now adachi is basically just admitted to he's convinced or or so option c flash forwarding back to that conversation with Matarame, the lines of dialogue you have to choose are ones that stall out the conversation into the group realizing we don't know something and then when you convince everyone to cool their heads, they hear Matarame's side of the story, and he winds up explaining why he's been kidnapping people, which is basically the first time he kidnapped anyone was Yukiko, which was the first dungeon in the game. And best he could tell, every time he pushed someone into the TV, they seemed to come out okay. Because you've been going in and saving everyone. When you save Yukiko, that's solidified in his head. Oh, pushing people into the TV makes them safe from being killed by the Midnight Channel. And he had been, he had noticed some of the other people that turned up dead had appeared on the midnight channel for him, which is what made him hyper aware of it and like terrified. So his he logic, basically, that's the weird part. His logic, once you hear it, isn't insane. It's like, okay, yeah, there's a cause and effect here that you would never guess at, but yeah, it makes sense. Like I, I push them into the TV land. They come out a couple of weeks, come out a couple of days later. Totally fine. Don't get murdered. Yeah. And as bad of an exposition machine as Teddy can be at times, you don't realize how useful he is until you don't have him. And this guy didn't have Teddy to basically be like, yeah, don't, shadows are bad. <laughs> um, this place is filled with shadows. 
shadows eat people and get restless and fog mechanics and he never got none of that so yeah it, it's it's kind of, it's the ongoing story of like you don't know how this world works and just because you think it works one way doesn't mean you have any clue on it exactly um which i thought was a cool twist yep so that's where the game red herrings you again very successfully, because the thing is, the Monorame thing, he is fucking dead to rights. Yeah, if, no, he's, other he's than like, kill- he technically has been the one putting people in the TVs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the dude has the murder weapon, driving around, actively was the person kidnapping people, and to top it all off, has a diary with everyone's name in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he looks guilty as shit. And so what winds up happening is he's basically like, yeah, no, I didn't kill the first two people, or... You basically wind up realizing the first two people weren't killed by or shoved in by this guy. So there's someone out there who's still... Yeah, someone predates ...started this. And we need to figure out who that is. And basically you wind up, like, putzing around town for a little bit. And, like, you wind up pseudo-guessing, pseudo, like, putting the pieces together that Adachi is the one who's been behind it all. If you have a high enough S-link, the story... uh, it seems a little bit less like a guess, like you're you are piecing it together more in that case. Yep. And another thing that I had I looked this up, I didn't run into it because I never every time I talked to Adachi, he never wanted to talk to me. I actually never even opened the S link with him. Weird. It's it's Huh. He's one every of the time ones I, I talked to him. Yeah. He's one of the ones I got really weirdly far in by complete accident. Every time I talked to him, the game was like he'd be like Whoa, if, you're, if your uncle finds out I'm talking to you, he's going to be mad at me for loafing around. And then he would ignore me. Yeah, you got to push. these keep bugging him. Oh, well. I wasn't persistent with him. Yeah. You have to bug him at, June's, at Juness's by the elevator a bunch. So he is the... Not the fool arcana. Um, what is he by default? It's not fool. I'm blanking on the name, though. Um, Jester, maybe, or something? Um... Yeah, he's the jester. Yeah. And then if you get this ending, or this particular ending, the the third one, and you have him at full social link, it turns to the hunger persona. Or the uh, hunger S link. So you wind up confronting him at the hospital being like, hey, no one has noticed anyone weird around town. Well, you're expected. And he winds up coming to light that Adachi was the, um, he was the guard for the first woman who died, like, or when the, when she came to town to, like, get away from the public, the, uh, the news lady, um, Adachi was sent to guard her. And he winds up, you wind up confronting him at the hospital in front of Dojima, and Dojima starts putting puzzle pieces together as well. And then he has kind of the great moment of, wait, was all that TV stuff you were all talking about actually true? Um, and Adachi winds up basically getting cornered, and he runs and jumps in a TV, and then that's the last you see of him. And then from there, I have gone into the TV world to look for him, and you run into basically a projection of him. And he's like, oh, you guys had to go and ruin all my fun. I was enjoying this. You know, I was the one who actually gave Matarame the push to start saving people. He called in the middle of the night to report to us that uh, you that um, people were being killed and he could see them on the Midnight Channel. I told him the police couldn't help him, but maybe he could. Maybe if he knew of a place super safe that he could just keep them for a few days, they might live. And then he started going around, and he truly thought he was saving people. Yeah, it's Adachi's a fucker at that point. Yeah. And then he starts talking about basically how he killed... He he killed Saki-senpai, or Saki... Uh, heard this uh, not exceptionally important character the, from the beginning in the, the game. The bar, the, the, yeah, the, the first victim yeah. you're aware of, really. Or the second victim, the first one you have any attachment to. The one where you yeah. unlock Yosuke's persona. Yeah, she's she literally says like three sentences and then proceeds to like open mouth shit on <laughs> Yusuke in the uh, Persona world. 
um, because they hear all for like afterthoughts and basically she's like, God, he's disgusting and I wish he would never hit on me. And, but as Yosuke will point out, that is not a reason to murder anyone, but she was definitely murderized and he killed her. And then, um, Mitsuo, the kid who was the, uh, the dark eyed kid who killed, um, King Moron, their teacher, he winds up, uh, having been killed by Adachi as well. Yep. Well, not killed. He's still alive, I guess. He got, oh, excuse me, hiccups. He got shoved in a TV by Adachi. And now I'm on that palace, and that's where we leave off in Jeff's Adventures in Persona 4. Yeah, so I guess maybe we'll come, maybe we'll have the final conversation when me and Alex get through all Persona 4. But so uh, allow me to give you some guiding words of advice to get the true ending of Persona 4 without mm-hmm. running into any spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. When you think the game is over, they'll kind of give you a goodbye sequence. Talk to everyone in the town. You'll get the option to go home and pack. Don't do it. Talk to mm-hmm. everyone. I mean, fucking everyone. And okay. you'll notice some weird dialogue with one of the characters, potentially. And you mm-hmm. got to push that character. And mm-hmm. then the true villain of the game is revealed. Because uh, as a fan of the Persona franchise, there's one thing I don't like, and that's how they end the, it's how they end each game. And they end each game kind of the same way. But they're always so fucking badass. It's like holy shit. <laughs> it's like an M and I Shyamalan twist. You kind of, you expect the twist is coming. It's the twist needs to stand up on its own. Nah, at the end it's of the day. kind of the same twist every time. So I guess like my word of my word of caution again is in Persona Five, they have the same ability to tap out of the game at three or four points prior to the end of the game. Actually, and because mm-hmm. I am me, I kind of it's just not, not to get braggy on this one, but like it's the when you said like oh this guy was the killer, I'm like no they're not. Well they are, mm-hmm. but they're not the actual villain. I'm like it, it no. becomes too like predictable that there's a greater evil yeah it's it's one of these things where it's like persona 5 also is the same issue where i got to this point where i'm like obviously i have to go do the thing now because it's a persona game and i haven't done the thing yet a couple minutes Mm -hmm. later yep i'm doing the thing now Mm -hmm. and i always hate the thing in that game but at the same time it's always pretty fucking cool Mm -hmm. it's always just like man this fucking boss fight Yeah, but there's always one, like, brutally hard final palace in the Persona games that's not officially listed as a palace. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming up on that one. Yeah, uh, so it, it's it, it could only be triggered in the final day of Persona 4. Really? It's it, it's part of the goodbye sequence. You can... You, you kind totally of set, miss it. You can set some shit up. Yeah, you, you can get a... You can get, quote, the normal ending. So this is where it gets kind of strange. Persona has the normal ending and the true ending to all of their games. And the true ending is where shit gets weird. And for better or worse, with every Persona game, it's been kind of where I've said, you know, the quote normal ending's a better ending than this, but because it's not the true ending, I always wind up doing it. Where I'm like, man, the the normal ending was such a good ending, and now I gotta do the thing. (sighs) Okay... Mm-hmm. Like in Persona 5s is especially ridiculous. Persona's 4s is equally as ridiculous, but at least makes a little bit more sense. 5 is guilty of like, son of a bitch, guys. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm loving Persona 5 along the way as well. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Like, um, we were talking about, I think we talked about this last week. It's like, yeah, I could start New Game Plus for Persona 5. But Persona 4 is, like, enough Persona that I'm like, fucking yeah, we're doing Persona 4 right now. Yeah. <laughs> Time to guide think... Alex down the Risei Chie three-way path. <laughs> <laughs> Which girl did you wind up going with, anyway? Me? Dude, I'm a fucking pimp. I have, like, four. I'm sorry, um, right? you, haven't, you haven't done Valentine's Day. You haven't had to pick the one. I have not had to pick up the one that said for Valentine's Day, I'm probably going with Marie because, well, I'm probably safe scumming. Well, yeah, um, safe scumming is probably what we'll do in the playthrough as well because you, you want to see your you pimping do. hand be strong. But, and yeah, this, it, it's cool, I guess, is the right way of thinking I'm, of it. I'm probably going to wind up keeping Marie because I'm told that one is one of the best ones because, or which I assume it has a lot greater implications because, unlike the rest of them, best of my knowledge, she is not human. Yeah, I have. 
Here, so here's the issue. You're playing Persona 4 without me sitting on your shoulder going, don't fucking look anything up. Because like the mm-hmm. correct way to play Persona 4 and Persona 5 is totally blind, so you get the ending that was caused by your actions. And I get it. Like yep. Playing Persona 4 blind requires me sitting on your shoulder being like, I will fucking slit your throat if you look shit up. But what if I, yeah. I will slit that <laughs> throat? That said, this game, I have looked up so little, it's not even funny. Like, yeah, but I now like... know that my exa- the exact ending that I got through in my exact first ending is I let Madarame go, I never discovered Adachi, and I saved Nanako. Yeah. That is the ending that Jeff got his first playthrough pretty damn near in the blind. The only things I looked up were like what S-Links were available, which even then I didn't. I didn't even find all of them. There's more in that game. You didn't get the fisherman, did you? I did not get the fisherman. I did not get the bratty kid who's like in the nurse's office. Yeah, uh, not the nurse's nurse's office. Oh yeah, him. Yeah. Um, I didn't get. I didn't do anything with the sports club. Uh, Sports Um, club is so good. I was busy hitting on a fucking slutty nurse. (laughs) You can Um, do both. You can ball hard and well ball hard. I've actually like I min max that game pretty damn good and I actually have ran out I've run out of time unless there's more time after the uh unless there's more time for me to spend with people yes. in my near future. Okay. Then. A little bit more, yeah. It's there there's time after the Adachi dungeon. And the reality is like we've I I think I talked about this some last week with New Game Plus. New Game Plus exists, so you're not stuck wasting all that time boosting your social stats. So all of yep. the barriers are down so you can go like how you doing, nurse? Yep. Now, right now in that game, I'm maxed out on all stats except for... It's not kind uh Understanding, I think. Um, Whatever it is in that game. Kindness or something. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I keep calling the Persona 5 ones the Persona 4 the ones. The Persona 5 ones sense. are better names. Like, the Persona 4 ones were kind of... There were two that were like, aren't those kind of the same thing? Yeah, it was like kindness and, and empathy and you're like aren't those yeah huh yeah and then persona 5 they're much more distinguished from each other but and they make more sense yeah i still call guts courage just because it's clunky i don't know guts is fucking awesome oh you don't have the guts to run this gun store kid <laughs> yeah courage still flows the answer but no no you know, I, I understand you're talking about the hanged man. Do you know enough about Iwa to understand why you ought to have guts to hang with Iwa and not courage? No. <laughs> I've not, I've only done one thing with him, but I've been more busy with... I tend to S-rank my immediate party because it has uh, gameplay implications. Yeah, I have a couple. I, I, I lean towards that occasionally, but at the same time... I, I want to at least get the story-ish of everyone I can in that game. Like, it's... In that franchise, like it's, I think my first time around, it was like, okay, who are we S ranking? I don't ever have mm-hmm. Yukiko in my party, so fuck her. Mm-hmm. But Rise, how you doing, Rise? Yeah, Rise is super important S rank. Her at high level, she is so good. That it's SP boost. She literally makes it allows you to heal SP every single fight. It's like, yep. oh my god, where have you been all my life? Well, we've <laughs> broken the game now successfully. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Guess I don't have to leave dungeons anymore. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I'd say that probably wraps it on this. Oh no, we got some stuff to talk special. about what, still. You, okay. Well, what do, you, what do you got? Who's your favorite persona? My favorite persona. And it can be one of the player um, ones too, like uh, the ones you unlock for your teammates. Yeah. I like Nauto's one because it's just this fucking like crazy bug ninja thing with a giant fucking Sephiroth sword. Yeah, I wouldn't even talk about Nauto at all. Uh, I mean, I I'm level nine with her. Basically, so quick recap of Nauto's existence. Um, it's a girl who dresses one, as a boy, and it's unclear which they are. It's pretty simple. Yep, and she has the biggest boobs because thank you Japan. Thank you Japan. Um, She's actually an okay girl to go after too. Yeah. Um. She basically, she's a very no fun, work, work, work. If I'm not accomplishing something, I'm backsliding kind of type person. She doesn't say that out loud, but anytime, like, so basically when you first wind up S-ranking her, she finds a mysterious note in her locker, 
And she's like, there's a note in my locker. What should I do with it? And you're like, weird. It smells like perfume or something. She's like, it's clearly a waste of time and we should do nothing to do with it. And you're like, well, aren't you going to at least like open it? It's got your name on it. Nope. It's a waste of time. It is not uh, helping us get through the case of the murderer who's uh, tormenting Inaba. Get this out of my face. It's like, Jesus, now to like stop and smell the roses or something. And what winds up happening is the first note winds up being just like a red herring, I guess. And it winds up being some kid was trying to pass some other girl a love note and fucking got the wrong locker. Yeah. Um, but then after that, Naoto's house winds up getting ransacked and a bunch of her shit goes missing. And it winds up turning out like every week that you hang out with her, like... She winds up with a new random fucking letter that's got a cryptic message that she winds up figuring out instantly because she's got plot sense. And it, it leads her to like an, a toy that she had when she was a kid that was a detective toy. And it winds up being this long story of reminding her why she wanted to be a detective in the first place, which kind of which really ties into our identity crisis of I need to become a detective. I need to become that identity well, why did you want to become that identity in the first place, and how does that tie in with your existing one? Um, and it winds up turning out that this wild goose case chase was put in by her grandfather because she lives with her grandfather. And then I'm assuming at level 10, uh, which I'm not at yet, she probably has some kind of self-revelation about self-acceptance. Yeah. Because uh, that's what her character is built mostly around. Um, that said, I think Nato is a really well written and fun it, character. Yeah, it, it's hard to stress or hard to undersell just how good the writing in that entire franchise is, and it's mm. weird. Like, it's as much as I love the Shin Megami Tensei games, four is when like maybe three, but three is also kind of a pain in the ass for reasons. It's hard to go back to, especially after five. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's the most accessible of a just fantastic RPG franchise and style and world and it's part mm-hmm. of what i love about persona 4 which is the like i didn't really care about like i'm like yeah I, I love nocturne and stuff like that but overall i can't get into this stuff because it's like these are a hundred hour rpgs i don't want to do this all the time kind of thing but there's something that's kind of mm-hmm. special and magical about four that was like okay yeah i want to do this because reason yeah it's every character when you're unraveling their story it's never boring because they always have something that like needs to be told like i'll let's say like a tiny spoiler of persona 5 i'm full s ranked lady on and i was waiting for some kind of like big drama bomb dramatic thing to happen to her or something like in the persona series that tends to happen where a character has like a revelation or like they go through a huge personal growth or something really horrible winds up getting revealed or like they wind up dealing with something in their past or something like that and that never happened yeah and i was really confused i was like honest the yukiko of persona 5 where it's like you're the boring character. Got it. I mean, even Yukiko is like, I'm trying to find my place in the world and I have these expectations on me to go down this one path and I finally decided I don't want to do that and I'm deciding it for myself for the first time in my life. Well, yeah, and on story is like, God damn it, I'm hot. Yeah. So, it, like, it's it's the weakest of the stories, but still kind of a fun story, depending yeah. on which way you go with the relationship options and stuff. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I don't regret doing it. Like, and don't think I'm knocking Persona 5 because then you go and do a Persona or a uh, S Link with like um, Takemi san, the. Uh, Takemi, yeah. Oh, Takemi. Yeah, the. Um, the ner- nurse? Doctor. The She's a drug doctor. dealer. <laughs> they call Street me pharmacist. Dr. Takemi. Or yeah. the plague. Las Plagas. Yeah. Um, her story's fucking fantastic. I- yeah, Andy. I guess it's. I think the difference is like in a lot of ways the stories in Persona Four for each character are a little more fantastical in some way. Like they're a little bit larger than life. Persona Five they vary on the extremes. Yeah, yeah. Persona Five, at least with a few exceptions, but for the most part across the board, feels very plausible in some ways. They feel realer to me 
but we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about Persona Five at some point when you finish it too. So yeah, because like you're right, because like an S Link like Rize, Rize's S Link is basically I'm a pop, I'm an ex pop star, and I'm dealing with that fact, and that involves everything from my agent still calls me to do stuff. People are on to the next chick and they think that um, just because she's great, that means I'm yesterday's news and that I'm terrible. And like she winds up having this huge revelation of like, I just kept doing uh, whatever I got okay at something. I would assume things weren't going to get better and I would just move on to a new thing and I would just reinvent myself to whatever was convenient to that moment. And that's why I I became this fake person. Yeah, her story is kind of cool because it's like, do you have any idea how hard it is being a sex symbol? Yeah. No, you don't. And she winds up having that huge revelation, but at the same time, the thing you said, like, the larger than life, like, yes, not the idea of uh, I will not have a friend who I help work through the problems of dealing with post-pop stardom. (laughs) Like, Do you get how many guys have masturbated to me? Do you kind of situation? Like, the game was always on the verge of dropping a line like that, I feel, when it mm-hmm. came to her. That game is very unabashful about sex, yeah. too, which is funny. You play the fucking Kings game at one point, for crying out loud. And literally, I'm pretty sure every character in the game is underage. Also, they all act, quote-unquote, drunk on the atmosphere. That was pretty well, funny, though. you know, one's not that nurse. <laughs> oh, that does get funny. That nurse is great. Um, She's got the healing touch. <laughs> you got the touch. Yeah, she does. You got the power. That she does too. Um, and then also on top of that, a completely like, wow, you're you're a tragic character. Mm. Wow. And she winds up like she. Or apparently, this is the part of the podcast where we go through various S links and explain. Why not? Them. I'm talking about my favorite yeah. parts. <laughs> Yeah. These are a so few of she, Charlie's favorite things. The yeah, tragic character that, with serious real abandonment issues who fucks a minor. A nurse. Yeah. So the nurse basically winds up like, she starts out just like, you know. You looking uh, good, you high like schooler. Yeah. Yeah. You, you make that janitor outfit look pretty damn nice. Uh, how good are you at anatomy? Want a lesson? Literally a line and, from the game, I think. Uh, I don't think less. I'm quite on spot, but she's, yeah, she's that, she's that horny and ready to go. And you basically wind up hanging out with her and then she winds up like changing as a person because she starts working herself to death because she explains to you, she basically, she has a very similar backstory to uh, the nurse from Persona 5 in that a person died under her watch at another hospital and she transferred hospitals and she's still kind of atoning for that in a weird way. Yeah. It's a little different. And, um, yeah. So she's dealing with that and she winds up basically working herself until she collapses to, uh, as she's working to atone for it. Um, and that's basically where I left off and basically telling her like, you need to move beyond the past and stuff. Um, it's really interesting how my personality is so different in Persona 5 than it is in Persona 4. Well, so it, in that game, you're talking about two different characters. Like The story of Persona 5 is you are a popular kid. In Persona, sorry, in Persona 4, you're a popular kid. In Persona 5, like you start that game off a loner and kind of remain an outcast and kind of build a team of outcasts. Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly it. I just mean, like, in Persona 4, I always am, I'm, like, so diplomatic with characters. I'm like, oh, no, you're not a terrible person. In Persona 5, I'm much more like, like, yeah, you're a fucking cunt, and I hope you die. <laughs> fuck you. Um, no, to fuck characters. you. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, man. You ain't There are certain Ryuji. characters I particularly enjoy tormenting, Ryuji, and I yeah, shouldn't. Everyone. What? Ryuji. You hate, everyone hates Ryuji. Uh, Although his... I wasn't going to... Not just Ryuji, I like torturing Morgana, too. Well, yeah, fuck Morgana. You're <laughs> tired, you should go to bed. Don't tell me what to do, cat. <laughs> <Have you? laughs> Don't make me call my maid over here and get a back rub. Yeah, get that back rub. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment I ever had with Morgana so far has been Morgana having... Uh, this, is, this is one line, so I don't think it's spoiler. He's like... 
what if I'm not really a human? And the, one of the options was maybe your persona. <laughs> I told him that. I'm like, wow, I'm a terrible person. A persona with a persona. Yeah, but now, um, oh, shit, I completely forgot a thing. Teddy <laughs> is a person. Oh, well, I haven't, he's not a person where I'm at. Um, so it comes out back to TV, Persona 4. Well, he's always been out of the TV. He yeah. has a body and whatnot. Yeah. But what wound up happening is, um, so Teddy stayed with Nanako, and he wound up, wound up realizing, he's like, this world isn't for me. I'm, I don't belong here. I'm not from here. I shouldn't be here in the first place. No matter how many times everyone tells him, dude, you can, you can chill. We like you. We think you can hang. And he winds up going into the other world and he winds up realizing that he's actually a shadow. And he, unlike the other shadows that have built themselves for combat, he's just a shadow that tried to make itself like identifiable and that people would want to approach it. So it tried to quote unquote, make him the softest teddy bear that ever could be. And he winds up realizing this and um, you go into the velvet room and it's just him there. He's not uh, out in the persona world. He's in the car that Maria, Margaret and Igor hang out in or Marie, not Maria. Mm -hmm. Um, And Igor basically winds up say, or I guess backing up. He says one of the most like, to me, one of the hardest lines of the game, which he's because he doesn't realize that Nanako pulled through and he goes, when you make it to heaven, say, I'm sorry to Nanako for me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Teddy. But, um, so he, uh, Igor basically winds up saying, huh, weird. I guess a shadow was able to come a lot more sentient than the usual ones do. Well, as the water flows, it grabs a pedal and shoves it back into the stream of flow. That was interesting. Hopefully we never need to talk about him again. And Teddy winds up finding his purpose in that. You wind up telling him like Nanako's sick for an unknown reason. He's like, wait, unknown. I'm an unknown. I don't know why I'm an unknown. I can make unknown things known. That'll be my purpose. And it gives him this like resurgence and will to live. And he comes back out of the TV and he winds up joining your team. And this is another one of those moments where I'm not doing the dialogue the justice it deserves because it's so well written. And Teddy winds up rejoining the band. Um, So much fucking stuff happens in like so many different locations in this goddamn game. Well, he has a human form. That's what I meant by he's human. Yes, yes, he has a human form, yeah. And it wears a teddy bear suit. Yep. Um, And he wears his birthday suit underneath it. At least that's how they found him. It's complicated. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I suspect we'll do more Persona 4 talking when me and Alex finish our playthrough, which will be in a wee bit, but we're playing on easy, so yep. hopefully we bust through but that shit. Um, for those want- who let's say for those who wrote in and uh, were asking if the Persona 4 updates were going to go away, Here this you is go. for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Yep. Something we threatened to do for a little while. Um, anything you want to say before we end this, Jeff? Um... Just that even though you've heard all of this, I honestly still recommend going and playing your own Persona 4. Yeah, like it's, it's, hard to, time... it's hard to stress the fact that like even if you've watched our playthrough of Persona or are watching it, we're doing our playthrough. That's Alex's experience with Persona 4. It can and will be different for you. Yeah, and there are so many nooks and crannies and characters to, you can explore and places you can go the game just keeps on giving in its expansiveness. Yeah. And I actually had a moment where I was like, wow, I guess I'm getting towards the end of the game after I, uh, get Naoto and the nurse to the, to rank 10, I'm out of shit to do. I guess I'll just have to go figure out new characters to explore. And the game fucking ended that like next day. Yep. The timing the game has on the stuff within its universe and the appropriate amount of time to explore it all is perfect. The game or this honestly, like, is probably top two games I've ever played in my life because it's going to be yeah. damn hard for Resident Evil 4 to get ousted, but yeah, the, this game is so fucking good, it's not even funny. It's a, it, uh, the, yeah, it's, it, there's a reason I talk about it the way I talk about it. It's not because I like JRPGs. I don't, but I fucking love Persona games. 
honestly, it's games like this one that ruin movies for me yeah. because movies become so predictable because their plots are so much less complicated because games like this oh. exist and teach you what real storytelling yeah. is. Remember the fact that Jeff has finished the game twice already, technically, and I'm over here being like, you don't know shit yet, man. You don't know how this ends. You just think <laughs> you do. You don't know what's really behind all this stuff. I gotta give you hints so you don't miss it. Mm-hmm. There's stuff, man. Fucking stuff. Because if he didn't tell me that there are two more endings for me to go through, I would have gotten one of them and called it a fucking day. Yeah. I don't know. There's like Without five question. or six endings per Persona game. And like, you've gotten the kind of bad ones. You're on the path to get the normal one. And then there's the true one where it's like, well, I did not see that coming, but it kind of makes sense now. Yep. But yeah, that's Persona 4. Look more, watch the videos. We're still doing them and shit. Yeah, and the Alex playthroughs are absolutely amazing because the other thing that you can't capture in me and Charlie's recaps is the amazing look of another person's jaw hitting the floor the first time they encounter all of the batshit craziness. And it's an audio format of his jaw hitting the floor too, which is great. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. The minute that he saw Yukiko's... uh, midnight channel thing for the first time i almost fell out of my chair i was laughing so far well, yeah and you've got me in the background being like oh i wonder if this is a thing and you wind up and you wind up watching go wow japan way to be mature thanks japan this is this is an all you moment and then it winds up still being important and it winds up completely flowing with the storyline and the game still is just as good yeah so I'd say that about does it for me. Yeah, I think Anything the Persona 4 spoiler casty thing is over until the next Persona 4 spoiler cast. Hopefully there'll mm-hmm. be a Persona 5 spoiler cast in there. Maybe? I don't know. Yep. But yeah, yeah Persona is pretty good. Persona, yeah, I could do some Persona 5 spoiler casts leading up to like where I'm at in the game. I, no, I want you to finish it so we can just go deep on that thing. And so I can be like, oh, you got the shit ending again. Ha ha. <laughs> Well, and I'm I have 50 hours into that one, so I got more to go. Well, so you're out of the podcast last week, according to when we record these things. You were out of the podcast for that. Um, did you catch my little hint at things? Uh, I don't know. The thing's an hour and a half long. I don't have every Fair, detail. No, people are stupid and shouldn't complain about shit. Oh, about a particular character whose voice might have changed. Yes. Yeah, I got. I heard that. Everything is important. Oh, of course it is. It's a Persona game. Yeah. Our Lord and Savior Atlas Gaming. Makers of Catherine, the best Tetris <laughs> game ever. Coming to something we could studios soon. 